Gen V's first season has garnered a lot of positive reactions. But this new spinoff of The Boys has also left audiences with a lot of questions. So let's break down how Gen V flips Gen Z tropes, unpack all of those shocking twists, take a deeper look at what everyone's pain secretly represents, and explore what those surprise Homelander and the Butcher cameos could mean for The Boys season 4. While we're used to constant talk about Gen Z in the media, there haven't been that many great representations of them on screen. And Gen V is one of the most fun takes on this generation that we've had so far in a mainstream TV show. The college students here are a little bit euphoria, with the dramatic sadness, trauma, drugs, and active romantic lives, with the boys' trademark superhero satire thrown in. The series has plenty of Gen Z jokes, like how all of the students are obsessed with building their online followings. You don't even have an Insta how the university teaches branding as a part of its core curriculum. You'll begin with challenging but meaningful core curriculum, such as hero ethics and understanding branding. And how, when violent chaos has broken out on campus, it's not until they lose internet connection that the kids start truly getting upset. I just lost Wi-Fi. There's no signal. LTE? No, no, nothing. Harper! Who's gonna know if we die? And Gen V opens by giving us a cast of characters who fit already recognizable Gen Z tropes. Only to, in classic Breakfast Club teen movie style, subvert everything we think we know by complicating those character types over the season. We have the handsome and popular white boy who's literally named Golden Boy, the beautiful but manipulative blonde Kate, whose power is to push people to do whatever she wants, Andre, the reluctant son of a celebrity dad, Jordan, a bi-gender student, one of whose powers is actual gender fluidity, Emma, the YouTube celebrity who's obsessed with being liked and relies on her eating disorder in order to get small for her channel, and even has the modern classic Almond Mom monitoring her size and trying to snag her a reality TV show. How's your eating? You are on your own now. You need to be careful about your calorie intake, okay? and our heroine, Marie Moreau, who's come from unbelievable disadvantage and trauma, having accidentally killed her parents and orphaned herself when she discovered her blood-related powers upon getting her first period. We might think we know how the battle lines will be set up from those quick intros, but the first season of Gen V gave us a fair number of twists. The first episode ends with Golden Boy Luke, who's set up to be Gen V's homelander on a straight path to the Seven, blowing himself up and revealing that even the people we're sure haven't made may be privately struggling. It's a little less surprising that new Dean Indira Shetty is up to no good, but there is a twist in her reasons for plotting to create a virus that could wipe out all suits. Her husband and daughter were on Transoceanic Flight 37, the plane that Homelander chose not to save. And if she wipes out all the soups, she can kill Homelander. All this because he lasered that Starlighter dude? No, sorry, it's f***ed up, don't get me wrong, but like, killing all of us seems seems a little melodramatic. The biggest mid-season reveal is that it's one of the core group that's betrayed them, Kate. <laughs> it wasn't him! It was Kate! Bullshit, Kate would never do something like that. Kate? Tell them it isn't true. I'm so sorry. Who's wiped all their memories and also wiped Luke's memory several times. But she's a sympathetic antagonist here because she's been manipulated herself ever since she was a little girl by Shetty. Kate then tries to do the right thing by freeing all the locked up superheroes in the woods where they're being cruelly experimented on, but ends up riling them up on superhero superiority rhetoric to go on a violent spree against all humans. But you're not inferior. 
you are superior to them. And it's time we showed it. The same shift happens with Luke's brother Sam. He gets freed earlier by Emma, who unlocks her true hero over the season by enjoying her big self, as well as using her ability to get small to do great things, like being the first person to break into the woods and free Sam. Sam, when Emma meets him, is extremely sweet. Despite all he's been through thanks to Shetty and cruel Dr. Cardosa, and thanks to his own battles with schizophrenia, yet the right-wing superhero superiority rhetoric he hears at the town hall meeting, plus Kate's urging, leads Sam to also free his own anger and resentment at what he's endured to seek retribution. Instead of following Emma's more complicated but human advice, Sam, you don't want to hurt people. People hurt me! He takes Kate's easier way out. Do you want my help? Help me. Feel nothing. I feel so empty. It feels good. Shetty's hatred of soups actually aligns her with the boy's central anti-hero, Billy Butcher. But after Kate and Sam's uprising, there's a final twist that gives us a near-central group of rebels like the boys' group, but with some differences. After Homelander appears to stop the fight, but brings a different agenda. What kind of animal are you? What? The season closes with Marie, Jordan, Andre, and Emma as a foursome that's being vilified in the media and blamed for the attack they fought and stopped. So all of the season's setting up of Marie and Andre as media darlings headed to the Seven is undone, and Sam and Kate are being celebrated by Homelander's pro soup's base. Many more undoubtedly would have been killed had it not been for the Guardians of Godolkin. Excuse me the new Guardians of Godolkin, Kate Dunlap and Sam Reardon. We'll get to what Homelander and the Butcher's appearances and the virus mean for season four of The Boys in just a minute. One thing Gen V and the boys do expertly with all these twists is capture the layers of how traumas and betrayals affect people and lead them to act out or choose sides. Kate is hated by her friends and her lover Andre for lying and manipulating, but she's doing that because she's been treated that way. Then she snaps and tries to do the right thing and be a hero, but while she's not wrong to try to liberate the people in the woods, her way is wrong because it incites an eruption of hatred and bloodshed. It's no accident that the boys' character Victoria Newman shows up at a key moment here, because Newman shares both Marie's signature blood powers and her background. You grew up at Red River? Yeah. Till I was 12. But Newman is one of the most terrifying characters in the show because she's incredibly convincing as a person who pretends to have principles and care about helping the world, while privately her ambition and calculating pragmatism have no limits. Naturally, she's the one who ends up in sole control of the virus that Dr. Cardosa and Shetty were developing. It's striking that every one of the central characters is driven by pain related to family members. Three of the central group are fixed on a sibling. Kate lost her brother due to her powers. They have my brother. He's not dead. He's underneath the school. They call it the woods. It's like this up hospital or something. Luke's distress is because he can't free Sam from the woods. And Marie longs to find her sister Annabeth and prove to her she's not a monster for killing their parents. Shetty's driven by her lost family. Andre's conflicted about his morally compromised dad. And Emma's issues with needing to be liked come from her mom. This portrait of Gen V, or Gen Z, is one that's been struck with a lot of trauma. Here, that's represented by the revelation that all these young supers were drugged as babies with Compound V. Your parents shot you up with a dangerous drug when you were a baby to make a buck off you. No, my parents weren't like that. Yes, they were. They did this. You didn't. 
So there's an original sin by the older generation that caused all of this suffering. Meanwhile, there's a lot more inclusiveness in this generation. Notably, this spinoff of The Boys is a lot more racially diverse and more queer. But at the same time, these young people are still controlled by the same powerful exclusionary institutions. So in this story, Jordan will never get to be chosen as number one in the rankings because of the Disney-like corporation bots' concerns about middle America and conservative news reactions. What about Jordan Lee? They're the one who actually fought Golden Boy. Oh, a bi-gender Asian with pronoun f**kery. Great f**king idea, Kyle. Try selling that to Dallas and Fort Lauderdale. And how these young people may feel about things doesn't stop them from being subjected to these greater corporate and political powers. The series does a great job of walking all these lines of commentary and political divisiveness by not shying away from capturing all these complexities and situating itself in our world with plenty of current references. I'm gonna Johnny Depp someone so hard they're gonna wanna crawl into a hole and die. And more importantly, complicating its central characters so they're more than just one-note types or cartoons. Kate is like a Gen Z version of Frozen's Elsa, even wearing gloves because she struggles to control her powers, and shut up in a room by her parents for years, longing for her sibling. But she's not inside a fairy tale, where things will definitely work out for her. She's also the epitome of that hot, popular, behind-your-back mean girl type that we all know and love. But she's also genuinely loving and looking for true connection. And just as we may begin to expect one thing from her, i.e. continuing to Kate Shetty, she takes a different, dark turn. Jordan at first presents with a certain cold drive that leans into certain model minority myths, but over time shows their warmth, loyalty, and how navigating between their different presentations can come with baggage. You're the one who turns into a dude to hook up with her. We also expect certain things of Sam, given what we know about him, but his twists and turns surprise us. And he, like these other characters, contains multitudes. Thanks to all this, it's a series that weirdly does feel accurate to capturing a number of aspects of Gen Z's experience now, minus the crazy superpowers part. And it has a lot of fun in the process. But what does all of this mean for the next season of The Boys? Gen Z's final episode sees the arrival of both Homelander and The Butcher, setting up not only the next season of Gen V, but also giving us clues as to what will happen next on The Boys. The Butcher appears in a mid-credits scene, exploring the Woods facility to find out more about the virus. Showrunner Eric Kripke told Variety, We knew we wanted that virus to be a pretty big part of season 4, and we knew that we wanted Butcher to be aware of it. It was really cool because it does a nice little preamp of what's coming next. So it seems like, unsurprisingly, the superhero-destroying virus is going to play a big part in next season's storyline, and The Butcher is already hot on the trail. Thankfully, they're keeping the timeline pretty simple. The next season of The Boys will pick up right after the events of Gen V, so no worries about confusing overlapping timelines to keep track of. And as for Homelander, who pops into Gen V's final episode just to laser our main character and then turn the entire world against her and her friends to fit his own narrative, he ends the finale watching a news broadcast of the outcome of this, Kate and Sam being heralded as saviors, and Marie, Andre, Emma, and Jordan locked away somewhere in a seemingly inescapable facility. The showrunners haven't yet confirmed if anyone from Gen V will be making an appearance in the next season of The Boys, but it seems likely that we'll at some point get some updates on them during the course of the season. Also, given that Gen V started at the beginning of the school year, that means that at the point where the season leaves off, it's getting very close to November. So 
it looks like we're going to be quickly arriving at the presidential election that's been looming in the boys. All of this is going to have huge implications for all of our favorite characters. Gen V was a fun watch that, in the end, left us with more questions than answers, so we can't wait to watch season 4 of The Boys and the recently confirmed season 2 of Gen V to find out what happens next. That's the take! Click here to watch the video we think you'll love, or here to check out a whole playlist of awesome content. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications.